0: this jelly
1: y'all ready for this <laughs> 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 Y'all ready for this? <laughs> Well, I. First of all, good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Sean. What are we?
0: Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, this is gonna fuck a lot of people, and well, not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way, huh?
1: <laughs> nope. we don't mean penetration.
0: No, we don't mean sex at all. We mean, I emotionally. mean we're gonna we're gonna penetrate you
1: what? emotionally. <laughs> We're going to penetrate you emotionally. Yeah, we're going to penetrate
0: you emotionally. I'll
1: have a drink to that, buddy. Hey, Cheers. Mm. (sniffs) Hold on, hold on. Whoa, that was perfect timing. (sighs) Got to get one last
0: line in. But yeah, so we're going to penetrate you (laughs) in ways that you haven't been penetrated before.
1: Where are you going?
0: With or emotional dicks.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> He's insane, guys. He's insane. We're not even two minutes into this podcast and you've already brought up dicks. Good job. Good job. Well, I already did
0: a line of cocaine and
1: I guess it is a men's podcast. Right? It is a men's dicks podcast. Dicks come natural here. Dicks come
0: <laughs> naturally. You get it? Yeah. You get Oof. it? Oof. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh so yeah. Talk about
1: self responsibility. Self responsibility. We just led up to that as a really big tease, and we didn't even climax with it. (laughs) So, self responsibility is what all that hype was about. (sighs) Self responsibility. (laughs) Yep, exactly. So, I'm ashamed of this. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. I know. I love it. (laughs) You fucking love this shit, bro. Stop it, man. Starting out, I want to say this. Victor E. Frankl once said, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And that space is our power to choose our response. And our response lies our growth and our freedom. So we're talking about self-responsibility. Today. Can you repeat
0: that? Because I wasn't putting attention. Are
1: there. you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. You're going to have to wait till it comes out then. Oh, fuck no. You can I'm not it next waiting. Wednesday. No, I'm
0: not waiting a fucking week. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more time. One more time. One time, time for Eddie. Eddie. I would yeah. say it in
1: Spanish, but I'm not that good yet. <laughs> Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Victor E. Frankel. Can you repeat? Nice, no, Kim. <laughs> I love
2: it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh,
1: um. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, man. So, what do you do? You have like anything for self responsibility? You want me to read read the, read another one here real quick?
0: I actually discovered that I'm a Capricorn.
1: A what? A Capricorn. Capricorn, the fuck it is. You're not a fucking Capricorn. Oh
0: yeah, I'm a Pisces.
1: I'm a Capricorn. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> See, I knew all about that. Yeah, 'cause you're <laughs> a you bitch. No, it's because I've been forced astrology into my head my whole life, thinking that the stars had something to do with it. it turns out I'm just dumb. Hey, tu- who, who who has responsibility for your fucking life, Sean? It turns out I'm just a dickhead. It has nothing to do with the stars. <laughs> Okay. So it's just responsibility. And I take responsibility for that. There we go. It gives me power knowing I can be a dickhead by go. choice. Hell
0: yeah. I'm proud of you, boy. All right. Self responsibility. I'm not a boy,
2: I'm a man.
0: <laughs> Alright, Pinocchio. <laughs> Lie to me <laughs> I'll show you the wood.
1: <laughs> you
0: don't get me splinters. It ain't my nose either. You don't get me splinters, bro. <laughs> that shit hurts,
1: and I keep a sander on that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we say we're gonna keep it more. <laughs> we just can. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Good times. We're doing Good times. Great. We're doing great. So, self responsibility is the key to personal freedom. Quite simple. Self responsibility means taking responsibility for the aspects of your life that are within your control. You are responsible for the choices in your life, the direction you choose to travel, and the way you think and feel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So whatever is going on in your life, whatever has happened, I mean, there's things that you can't control. So it's out of your control. Yep. So you have to just know know that there's things that are going to happen that you have no control. But most of the things and the choices that you take and everything, that's just your responsibility. So most of the consequences and shit that you're going on. And even at the end of the day, things that you didn't have control growing up and going through life, now you're an adult and you're a man, you need to be responsible to healing those shit too. So even at that, I know we go through traumas. I know we go through situations that are fucked up. But even at that point, you're still responsible for yourself to healing yourself and working on yourself. Yes, right. Exactly. Okay. So, is that a good description, or do you want to say something else about self-responsibility?
1: I I think it's good good description. Yeah. Okay. Just you know, uh, it's it's choosing that you had something to do in part of the situation, whatever it may be. And not blaming other people, basically, taking self-responsibility. And a lot of people don't realize that other people's um, reactions to you can lead to how your tone of voice is, how you even approach them, like with your body language and things like that. So they don't even think to say, oh, what did I do wrong? Why did they speak to me like that? You know, they just kind of go, wow, he was a dick. It's like, well, first of all, you look pissed whenever you came up to me. Exactly. You had your finger pointed at me, and, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of spoke like you were being a dickhead. And so I
0: took offense to that. <laughs> and the thing is, like, we can blame people. That's easy. Yeah. We can- Did you fucking scratch my table? No. With what? With
1: what? That's fucking That's fucking in there The fuck
0: I was just trying to I'm (laughs) not editing this out I didn't touch your fucking table (laughs) I'm gonna fucking scratch my fucking table Look at this You
1: want me to do it? Here (laughs) See? (laughs) You didn't even (laughs) leave That left a mark (laughs) Okay That left a mark But I really had to dig my nails in
2: (laughs)
0: So what's the easiest thing to do, Sean? Blaming others, right? Blaming others is very easy. Why?
1: Because you don't have to do any sort of internal work. So you're not... You don't have to stress out about anything. You don't have to think about the things you've done. You don't have to worry about fixing anything. You can just walk around all day thinking that your shit is somebody else's problem. Right. You know? So... Not to say that there's not outliers. No, 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 of course, of course. There could be outliers.
0: But why is it it so difficult to say, okay, they did this to me. I didn't have control of that. Why is it so difficult to say, okay, now that I'm an adult, I'm going to take control of the things that other people put into me and that I took personal. And now I'm going to be responsible to fix those things, not for them, but for me. I
1: think human nature just comes down to the easiest thing possible to survive.
0: So comfort zones.
1: Comfort zones. Now, for if, sure.
0: and if we go more deep into that, uh, we have this thing which is in our brain because our brain is there to protect us, right? Right. Can you drown yourself? Or like, Let's say you go to the sink and then you fill up the sink with water and then you just put your head in the water, can you drown yourself like that? Like, can you kill yourself like that? I don't think so. Why not? I mean, it's your body's natural instinct to come up. get up and breathe, right? Right. So your body, your mind... That's why people
1: fucking put concrete around their ankles and jump into rivers and shit.
0: (laughs) Because they can't
1: can't do that.
0: Exactly. And there's no option there. Like, now you're fucked. Or they hire
1: somebody to hold their head under the water. There you go. But
0: there has to be another... Is that
1: considered euthanasia?
0: Uh, Maybe. If you just hold somebody's head under the water. How much do you think I get paid to do that? (laughs) Can we get money out of that? You just got to sign a contract, that We're not liable.
1: Exactly. Fuck
0: this podcast. We can make some real money out there. All right, you have to edit edit that because that's... Do I really? Because that's a good idea and somebody's going to take it. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have to. What the fuck? (laughs) I really hope
1: everybody knows I was kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's sarcasm
0: for the people that don't understand fucking sarcasm. Yeah. Fucking pussies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But listen. So our brain (laughs) works in ways to protect us. Yeah. Right? Our brain is there to protect us. Butterfly, baby. Exactly. So when it comes to like difficult situations or traumas that we uh, came up as we grow up, there are sometimes traumas that even our brain are going to block off.
2: Yeah.
0: Like It's just something that you don't remember, but it's there. And there is things that trigger you and trigger that trauma. Yeah. You don't understand what it is, but there is something in there. Yeah. You know there's something triggering something. So, at that point, we can say that even our mind is working against us. Right? Yeah. And if our mind is working against us, then how... Can we blame our mind for us being just who the fuck we are? We can. That's yeah. the easiest thing. We yeah. can blame our mind and just say, just oh, how we are built. And just, how. Yeah. Because it's easy to blame.
1: Yeah, you, it's it's that common thing of like, if you don't accept me for me, then, exactly, then I'm gone. Yeah. You, know? you can't handle my attitude. Most of the time, like 99% of the time, people who say that, they're fucked up in the head. They, they. It's because they don't take responsibility for who they are, exactly. And they expect other people to just let let them walk all over exactly.
0: them. Exactly. So when it comes to your mind, your mind is always going to protect you. Your brain is always going to protect you. But that's what therapy comes comes in, right? Because then therapy starts like digging deep into those things. Okay, what happened in your life? And you know when you start talking about right. these things, you know how. Your stomach gets warm, you start feeling the adrenaline, you start feeling stressed out, you start feeling anxiety, you start feeling all different things and you feel nuts in your throat. Like There's just different things that you start feeling right. within yourself. So, with that being said, that's the reason people don't want to do these things. That's the reason people don't want to take responsibility into these things. Why? Because it's painful. Bringing, up, bringing all those traumas that you right. went through and trying to fix those and trying to fix your life it's not easy it's not an easy task it's not something that is just like oh okay the therapist is going to tell me to do these things and I'm going to feel happy it's like no you might feel depressed for two fucking weeks but that's the work that you have to put in in order to live the best life and it's just like the gym it's just like dieting it's just like any other thing that is helping you become a better person Right. Is work. Now we know that we won't we won't go to the gym and we have a good session. What's gonna happen for the next two three days? Man, we're gonna be feeling it. We're gonna
1: be sore as fuck. We're gonna be sore. We're gonna be tired. Our food is gonna be taken a
0: lot better though. Yeah, we're gonna get a lot more benefit. But we know how we feel we're gonna be sore. Right? Yeah, gonna be sore. So, but you don't stop. No, you don't. Now, feeling body soreness compared to, like, emotional hurting is completely different. Because whenever your body hurts, you're like, okay, I can take an aspirin, I can have ibuprofen, something, and it's gone. I wouldn't recommend it for you. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. But you know what it is. But when it comes to emotional hurt, that's different. Because you feel it in different parts of your body. You can feel it in your chest, you can feel it in your stomach, you can feel it, like, in your mind, like... Different places. It can manifest in different places. And people don't want to go through that discomfort. Right? So, taking responsibility, it's going through that hurt. Knowing that things are going to get better for you and the people around you. Okay? And whatever choice you take, because this is not only for men. This is for women, yeah. this is for LGBTQ people, this is for everybody. Whoever you want to be in your life, if you want to be a straight masculine man, straight feminine woman, if you want to be a gay man, if you want to be a lesbian woman, whatever you want to be, it is your responsibility to be yourself. Right. And no one has to accept your truth. All right. It's your responsibility to go through the consequences that your choices are going to give you. I agree. So I know there's more adversity for other people than for some people. But at the same time, if your choice is to do something that is not what society wants, you're going to have to deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. And it's your responsibility to deal with that adversity. Right? What are we doing here? We're trying to create more men, more masculine men, more men of good. And even though we're trying to do that shit, what's happening to us? We're seen as misogynistic. We're seen as dicks. We're seen as like we don't we don't respect women, and all kinds of shit.
1: Yeah. At the same
0: time, I, uh... there's women that. I don't listen to any of those people. Wait, I don't either. <laughs> but at the same time, we have women that uh, they give us their support. Right. Just as there is men that are just like, fuck you guys. There is men that are like, okay, like, right. this is true. Okay. All those white knight beta boys. Yeah. All those fucking simp boys, soy boys. Simp soy boys. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So, do you have any quotes, Sean? Well, I
1: started us out with a quote, but I, okay. do, but I do have another quote, and it is quite a long one that mm-hmm. I can't pronounce the name of. Okay. Um, so, here we go. It's, it's like a whole paragraph. So, self-responsibility is a master key on the path of realization. Until we assume responsibility for everything that happens in our lives, including becoming conscious of our desire for the negative, we continue to walk in circles, feeding the belief that we are defenseless victims. It's very easy to point the finger at the other and say they are guilty for our suffering, rather than taking the responsibility that we are the ones who choose to be unhappy.
0: Fucking love
1: it. And Sri Baba. You want me to try? I, I don't know. It's got to be like some some old Indian guy, I think.
0: Baba. Primbabha.
1: <laughs> That's the, Zri baba yeah. But either way, um, he had to be some sort of holistic healer of some sort, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming. Um, and then I've got another one that is from... A lot of hust. I don't. I, some odd names today, but I love it. But this one is. Um, it's only when you take responsibility for your life that you discover how powerful you truly are, and that's 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 one that you kind of see. Is that the one you had? It's kind of one of. I remember being in in like school, and they had like all those motivational posters up in the walls and stuff yeah. like that. And I believe that was around the same type of thing that I remember seeing some of them say and it's kind of funny because like whenever I was in school and they had those on the wall, none of our teachers ever even talked about them. Yeah. They were just on the wall down the hallways and stuff. And it was just like up for your interpretation, but nobody ever was like, you know why we put these here? Do you know what this one means? Do you know what this one means? And I feel like if early on we teach people these things, about taking self-responsibility, which, I mean, you know, I have a kid, and there's, like, lessons that, that you can. You should bring him to the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, dude, he would destroy this fucking place. Yeah. He wouldn't even be over here. He'd be running around. <laughs> He'd be chasing your fucking dog. He'd be throwing shit everywhere. But, like. All right, don't bring him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's, like, certain things that happen that you can, you yeah. know teach them that it's self-responsibility, but they don't understand. Completely. They don't understand. It's not that, like they don't understand things. It's just like as adults, we understand like the subtlety of things. Right. Like if somebody does something a certain way, we understand their body language and we understand all that and then we come to a realization about it. Kids don't really have mm-hmm. that. I mean, they understand tone, but they don't understand why. No. Yeah. you know, And So, if you're, like, a kid walking through your middle school hallway or your elementary school hallway and you've got these signs up that say, take self-responsibility, it's, like, I'm just going to assume that it means, like, if I take some kid's piece of gum without him knowing, then I need to, like, not do it again. You know? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I didn't even think that,
0: dude. I I will think just, like, whatever. Or it's, like, don't lie to somebody. pop still wouldn't...
1: But it's just, like, simple things like, yeah. like that that you don't really have to think too deep about. But but they never actually teach you. And I feel like they could have could have capitalized on that a little bit.
0: Well, it's easier not to do it than yeah. taking responsibility again. Because guess... taking responsibility of yourself is actually taking responsibility of other people, too. That's something that I found out. Kind of, yeah. So, as you take responsibility of yourself, now you have a responsibility... To illuminate illuminate others, you know? Right. I'm bringing on the path of truth, whichever is your truth, as long as you're not hurting people. But it's easier not to do it. Right. And this is something that I just, uh, well, I'm going to give my, my quote, even though you <laughs> already gave it away. But it was like, it's only when you take responsibility for your life that you discover how powerful you truly are. And then I had another one that is, like, self-responsibility is true wisdom. is knowing that the only person you're accountable for is yourself. Right. I don't have any don't, uh, an, an author on that one. But, uh, so, you know how I've been posting more pictures and more content this week, three times a day. I fuck up yesterday. I didn't post at 12 o'clock.
1: Yeah, I was like, he asked me for a picture. Yeah. I sent it to him while I was driving and he never posted it. Yeah, I up. I posted today. but uh, like I almost hit somebody doing that. He didn't even post it. <laughs> he wasn't driving. He was not. <laughs> I was like a mile away from my house. Okay. But
0: uh, so, you know how he gives you insights and he gives you like the page and then Facebook gives you insights of how your page is going and everything. Yeah. So in just this week, we reached 465 people. we get any post. more likes? I, didn't, I mean, not likes. We got like Did four. We, we got like four Have we got
1: any more followers? I haven't. We got like four
0: followers. I haven't looked not at Not on Instagram. It. We haven't got Dude, anything.
1: Dude, we we've, we're, yeah, we're, really? we're going up. We're at 92. Damn. Which is not a lot, but we were stuck in the 70s. Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't saw that. My
1: bad. We were stuck in the 70s just a few weeks ago. Okay. And I stopped looking at it because I was starting to like, mm-hmm. be like, why is it not going up? Yeah. Why is it not
0: going up? And then now it's like, oh. 92. Okay, so we went up like 22. Yeah. Okay, so I saw that. Well, I didn't saw that. I saw it on Instagram. Not on Instagram, on Facebook. It, it gave me a, notif- a notification. What is like this week you have reached uh, 460-something people. Ah, dude, in the last 30 days, mm-hmm. we've reached over 2,600 accounts. 2,600?
1: 2, yeah. It says that our accounts reached has gone up over 100%. Fuck. And our engagement has gone up
0: um, 28%. Damn. That's good. I love it. And I'm just going to use that example. Okay. Because, okay, this is the notification that I got. Like, InfoGrade has reached 464 people in the last seven days. Okay. Yeah. So every time that I post, I uh, share the post. As soon as I post on on the page I share on my on my uh on my personal one right right so
1: and they're looking good too
0: yeah I fucking love it dude <clears throat> I've been and I'm not just taking responsibility of myself on the things that I'm supposed to do but what I was gonna say with this is that we're posting motivational stuff we're posting things that can help you take responsibility of yourself and change your life right. And with 464 people, the only people that share share our stuff, it's been you, me, and my mom. Yeah. I appreciate my mom for doing those things. And I know you do too. And then I see some of your friends that have shared too and like. Yeah.
1: My grandma reposted one of ours. I think, day. yeah, I she think I saw that She reposted one. our, I said that our podcast was live or whatever and she reposted Yeah, I think it. that one, yeah.
0: But James the thing Rebos is, like, that's like, let's say top of like seven people.
1: I've been getting, a, if I put them in my. Seven, eight.
0: My stories. But let me finish I've this. I've been getting more replies. Seven, eight people, okay? From 600, I mean, for 464, only eight people have been active. Yeah. Now, if I start posting, I'm yeah. getting fucked up. I'm doing a challenge. I'm doing a fucking stupid dance. I'm showing my tits or my ass. I'm doing stupid things that are going to make more stupid people. It's phenomenal the reach that you can get by being fucking stupid on internet. Yeah. People love it. They you eat, get a thousand likes.
1: They eat it up like it's Cake. I think it's because it makes them... It's easier. It's easier, but it also, like, makes them forget about their own shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? They don't, they're don't. they not responsible about their own like, shit. Like, for instance, if you go online and you see, like, a girl posting her ass or whatever. And some girl is on there saying, Wow, you're such a slut for po- posting your ass every day. Meanwhile, this girl is going out... This other girl that's bashing on her is, like, going out to the club fucking seven dudes in a weekend and, like, just being a total whore. But it's, like... She's the bad guy because she posts her her ass on the internet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's these people throwing stones at each other. Exactly. And they're doing the fucking. But they're like, they're not even thinking about like, what do I do that's so bad? You know what I mean? They're just thinking about like, boom, right there on the screen, you're a slut. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like, the fuck? Like, people are like way too quick to cast judgment before they even think about their own judgment. They don't assess themselves before they assess other people. And if you're assessing yourself, you don't have time to judge those other people. Exactly. Preach. A couple months ago, Rob Bailey posted, and I I think we might have already talked about this, but it was such a good point. He made a post on like a Sunday morning, right? And some guy went on his page and started like on that post and started like bashing him or whatever. And he was like, he was like, bro. If it's Saturday morning or afternoon or whatever, and you have time to go on Instagram and bash people, you're not as successful as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Because that means that you're not doing shit with your life. You're neighbors. lacking. You're, mm-hmm. you're lacking. And he's like, I just went on there to make sure I kept my
0: engagements up. And the thing, dude, is just like whenever you're successful and you're, you're at peace. Let me record this on my own. So whenever whenever you're successful... And not even successful. When, whenever you start taking responsibility of yourself... And you're actually... Yeah, taking responsibility of yourself. Taking responsibility of who you are. And making yourself more successful. Making yourself a better person. Being at peace with yourself 100%. And even not 100 You can be at 50% a 60% or, a 60, or a 70 But once you get to those points... And you're more at peace with yourself... People around you don't destroy your energy. Right. And the haters and stuff, it's easier to use them as motivation. Right. And even if you don't want to use them as motivation, you can actually, like, uh, you can actually uh, just ignore them. It's easy to ignore them. Right. Because you know that whatever they're saying is not a reflection of you. It's yeah. a reflection of themselves, right? So if they tell you you're trash, guess who's trash? Exactly,
1: dude. The crazy thing is, is like you said, like whenever you start leveling yourself up, these people that are destroying your energy, and these people that are like using you for things, like they start to realize that they're not penetrating your mind anymore. And they fucking disappear. Oh,
0: dude, like... They go... You, they, saw,
1: they cannot take that shit. And you
0: saw these things whenever I was posting on Facebook. Right. How I was getting bashed and this and thing and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's just like, they're gone. Yep. They still look at my shit. Of course. But they don't talk anymore. Yeah, no. And even when I post, like, motivational things, I don't see them there. No. But they keep, they keep procrastinating. They keep talking shit about other stuff that right. doesn't fucking matter. Right, And they keep blaming other people for the things that they shouldn't be fucking blaming. And they They come up
1: to you and they're like, hey, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. And then you come back and you tell them like, hey, man, this is my fucking journey. I know what I'm doing. I do all my research. I do whatever I can and I'm trying to help people like get themselves out of these holes that they've dug in. They may have not even known that they dug these holes. And these people get so incredibly like, I can't believe he said that to me. Do you think it's easy? But they dismiss themselves because they know deep down that you're fucking
0: right. And you know me. You know me. You know how much of uh, traumas and shit I have gone through. Because with this process, like you know more of me. Right. You think it's fucking easy for me whenever I get my depression. You think it's easy for me to wake up at 6 in the morning. Get my ass to work at 7. Get off at 4. Go to my second fucking job. Get off at 8, nine, then go to the fucking gym, yeah, that's a long day. then go to sleep and still have having to post, having to do all the things that I need to do, having to keep my mind uh uh busy so my depression doesn't beat me, so I can be responsible about myself and help right. other people with my own with my own dealings
2: mm-hmm.
0: And do you think I'm going to put my time when somebody's telling me you're doing it wrong?
1: It's like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing? Apparently, you're not doing as much as I am you're because you're sitting here you talking were doing,
0: shit. Because if you were doing what I was doing, you would understand where I'm coming from.
1: Right. And you wouldn't have the time to sit here and comment on
0: my shit. Do I comment on their shit? No. Do you see me? Have you seen me comment in someone's page? No. Because even you get those notifications when you comment right. on people. How many times have I comment on someone? So I don't have time. Right. And if I look at bullshit, I just scroll up because that's not bullshit right. that I want to deal with. Yeah. And if these people keep being problematic, delete. Yeah. Delete. And I keep living my fucking life. Yeah. Isn't that incredible?
1: All you have to do is fucking delete them.
0: If they're messing so much I with I mean, eventually life,
1: they'll delete themselves. Yeah. But if you want to get rid of them early, just get rid of them early. And guess what? I'm going to keep
0: living my life. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing the podcast with you. I'm going to keep working hard. I want to keep working my ass off. Like, I'm going to keep doing the shit that I'm doing. Right. Because this is meaningful to me.
1: Yeah. And if you know somebody or like you work with somebody or you've been friends with somebody for so long and you need to like unfollow their feed because you don't like what they post, like maybe they post some like really negative shit. Like, I've got a friend who I've been friends with for, I don't know, probably three or four years now. And like, we've always hyped each other up. But she posts some really fucking negative stuff all the time on one, on like Snapchat, and then on Instagram, she'll post motivating stuff. But she'll bitch about it on Snapchat, and then she'll post about it being motivational on Instagram. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this. So I'm like, delete. Like, it's your self responsibility to yourself to keep your inner peace. Exactly. It doesn't matter who that fucking person is. It's. you deserve to be able to have peace and the thing and is not like, let that negative energy and end.
0: what people don't understand is like yeah you're gonna get fucking lonely that's another thing all right and man you need to understand <clears throat> that when the journey and the journey that you're going it's gonna get fucking lonely with friendships relationships with women and pretty much everything yeah you're not gonna be followed a lot that. and that's something that i've been experiencing. But friends, I have my friends. I have the people that I need. If I get more good, if I don't get more, I got my people. So I'm not looking. Yeah. When it comes to women, oh, it's getting fucking lonely. Because I'm looking for something that has no value no more. It was was valuable back then. Yep. But it has value no more. Like you're looking for something so specific. And...
1: It's so special that it's not going to be easy to find. I'm looking for a family, dude. I'm looking to. But you have to know, yeah. And clearly, you know because you wouldn't be. You it would be easier to just say, "All right, fuck it. I'll just be with this one person, this other person." This is what I'm looking for. It'd be the easiest thing, but you know for sure you're not going to be happy in that situation. This is
0: what I'm looking for. I want to be a traditional man. That's what gives me purpose. I want to take care of my woman. I want to take care of my kids. I want to be the provider. I want to be the protector. I want to be these things. I don't want my woman to worry about if she has to work or she doesn't have to work. If she wants to work, she can. But it's a hobby. It's not something that she has to do because we're tired of money and shit. No, that's that's my responsibility. Okay. I want my roles to be respected. Just like I'm going to respect her roles. I want a family. I want to create something that is meaningful with a woman. Right. And that shit had some, it was special back then. Nowadays, fucking crazy. And I'm not saying this is not to bash women. Right. This is in no mean to bash women. Women. Sorry. No, because even men are the same way now. Exactly. This is not no way to bash women. So I know there is women out there <laughs> that want what I want. But it's my responsibility to keep myself single until I meet someone that is gonna match that energy. And until I find that person that match my energy, I have to be responsible to keep myself single. Because the easiest the easiest way, you know what it is? You can say fuck it. Hookups. Fuck it. I'm just going to get me someone that is going to make me unhappy my whole fucking life. Yep. So that's taking responsibility of yourself. Knowing what you want and fighting for what you want. And it's not fucking easy. I'm not saying just this like... Because right now it's my ego talking to you. But I still go through my... I still go through my lonely times, everything. Like I still live with all that bullshit. But it's knowing... That there is a bigger purpose that keeps me going. And you know it, dude. Like, you know how many women I have dated. Yeah. And how many women I could have stayed with. But my convictions as a man are stronger. Yes. And those women, they have deleted themselves from my life. So, that's taking responsibility of yourself. And not only like dating, I mean, there's so many areas.
1: I agree. Um, that this is actually a good point to bring this up. I've got a. It, it's a big old. It's called a self-assessment matrix, mm-hmm. right? And I should mention that this is copyright um, by. Jacob Gottwalls, Jack Lehman, Jim Manske, and Jory Mansky, from, I want to say, the Pathways to Liberation books. I guess there's, there's books or something like that, and this is in there. I found it on a website, though, and I like it. Mm-hmm. So... The Pathways to Liberation Self-Assessment Matrix shows that there are one, two, three, four types of awareness to responsibility. Right. So, first of all, the awareness of responsibility is freely freely choosing one's responses to sh- to what shows up in life owning one's part in what happens not owning others parts and acknowledging that one's action do influence others that being said the first <clears throat> the first column is unskilled which is no knowledge of the skill unconsciously incompetent which which is um unconsciously stuck in reactions to roles owns one and, or one's own and others Victim consciousness lacks clarity about whose part is whose, perceives that one's experience and actions can be caused by others or external circumstance. So it would be like, I caused you, you caused mine, or like putting the blame on things, right? Mm-hmm. And just being completely closed-minded. You've Then you've got the next step up, which is awakening. Becoming aware of the skill, consciously incompetent. Becoming aware of the suffering that can occur when we react to roles other than responding to needs. So this is, so the awakening is becoming aware of victim consciousness and its costs, relief and freedom in the awareness of our power, and still finding ourselves stuck in habitual patterns of guilt and blame. So this would be like, you're conscious that you need to be um, (laughs) self-responsible. But at the same time, you're maybe not quite sure how to practice it yet. You're overwhelmed by the practice of it. You have a limited understanding of it so far, and you're just not really sure how to put it in practice. Or maybe you just choose not to put it in practice because you're overwhelmed. Step up from that is capable, which is the ability to use the skill with effort, meaning you actually have to try to use it. So at this point, you're consciously competent of using it. Right. So you know that you need to use it and you're practicing using Mm -hmm. it. So now you're capable. You're able to take ownership of one's experience and choices when one becomes aware of blaming, justifying, or minimizing without trying to take ownership of others' reactions and responses. And Then the king of the hill is integrated. You're naturally using the skill with ease and flow, and now you're unconsciously competent. So you don't even have to think about it because you've been practicing it for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. This is consistently able to respond with equanimity. Equanimity. Ugh. Don't even ask me. If you can say that, I can't say <laughs> sorry, I forgot. What your first language isn't is English, is it? It's French. <laughs> Grounded and centered in authorship of one's own life, clear about others' authorship of their own lives. <laughs> so you're gracefully and easily assuming, responding to, and refraining from roles, aware of your interdependence beyond your own roles. So at this point, like, you don't even have to think about it. Like, it's, it's just happening, right? So I think it's important to know where you're at, whether you – everybody knows what self-responsibility is, right? I mean, every, everybody knows the word responsibility. Everybody knows it. And some people might think that they have self-responsibility or some people might, you know, they might just be so blind because they're not in tune with who they are or what they're feeling. If they're an addict of any kind, if they're busy, like, scamming people or, you know what I mean? Like, if they're, like, literally just not worrying about themselves and they're only worried about getting a one-up, right? Mm -hmm. Then they could be completely unskilled and have no actual knowledge on the skill and if you're a person that is listening to this and I don't know why you would be listening to this if you are but if you're like addicted to something and it's like taking over your life and you're not actually like working to do these things and you're just kind of in denial about it and when I say these things you'll know because internally whether you consciously know it or not it'll strike a chord within you mm-hmm. that's that's your trigger okay if you're unskilled about it like you need to actually Start practicing these things or at least enter the awakening phase and know that whenever you're in a situation and you walk away from it, you can say, how could I have handled that better? And then you get to the point of, I'm in the middle of a situation. How can I handle this better? He seems angry. I should maybe be calm. That way it calms him down a little bit more or, you know, things like that. Like foreshadowing in the moment whenever you actually have to think about it. And the longer that you practice these things, like, the more it just becomes integrated, which is the king of the hill. Like, it, it's just like waking up at 3 a.m. every day. I don't, I don't really have a hard time waking up at 3 a.m. anymore because I do it six days a week. It's not that big of a deal. Mondays, it's a little bit harder because I sleep in an hour or two on Sunday. But it's just like after
0: Monday, like, everything's fine. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's just back. It's because I've thing, practiced it for so and long. And again, the thing is just like, it's not like you have to wake up at 3 in the morning. Or you don't have to wake up at 6 in the morning. No, you I'm just to saying wake, like No, let me, let me, let me. That's you have thing. to wake up at the time that you need to wake up right? to make your life, to take responsibility of your life. Right. Because the reason you wake up at 3 in the morning is so you can go work out, have your own time to work out. Right, because I don't kill have your goals. Because you don't have the time at night. Because you have to go to work. After you work out, you have to go to work. Then after work, you have to go home with your, with your girl, with your baby, take care of them, take care of your responsibilities. And they take responsibilities of the podcast and everything that we have to do. Right. But you have to create your time. You're responsible for creating that time right. for yourself. Me, I don't have a baby. I don't have a wife. I don't have those things. So I have more freedom. Yep. So I can't wake up at 6. And even if I say six, for some people, are going to be like, oh, that's too fucking early. But to me, it's like I wake up at six. I love those people. Yeah. Because I tell them three and they're like, what the fuck? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with them. I say three and you're like, fuck you. I'm not going. I'm yeah. not. I'm just done. And it's not like, it t- like, what I want people to understand is like, you don't have to wake up at those times to be successful right but I was I wasn't trying to say no, like, I know. you have to wake up at a certain time but I'm just, I'm just saying I'm just, like
1: the easiest thing
0: but what I'm trying to go with to is, relate it to. what I'm trying to go with this Sean, is like you've been responsible right that's my that's my point Like you've been responsible yeah. okay so you're creating your time you've been t- you're taking responsibility for your life right that's the reason I'm saying like I wake up at six and that's taking responsibility of my life if you got to wake up at four five 5 30, Whatever time it is, doesn't matter. What I'm saying is like don't fall into the notion that you have to wake up at this time to be successful. No. Right. Wake up at the time that you need to wake up right to be successful.
1: And on that note, like if you notice that like say you wake up at eight AM, right? Which is late to some people, it could be early to some people. Yeah. But like let's just say like we'll pick an even time, like seven or eight AM. You go to work, you make dinner you watch T V for a couple hours and you're like, Oh, I forgot I needed to get this done. I don't have the time to do it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm gonna put the laundry and the washer up, throw in the dryer before work or whatever, and then tomorrow I can you know what I mean? Like you're if you find that you're pushing things off, mm-hmm. then it's probably time to like wake up an hour earlier exactly. and do something before exactly. work. Like wake up an hour early, do your dishes, make yourself breakfast, and boom, you don't have to do as many dishes at night. Or it's like if you need to fold laundry, wake up an hour early, fold laundry. It's really easy. It takes like literally like 20 minutes to do. I folded my laundry this morning, dude. Yeah. I woke like up at 6. And- if you find yourself putting things off and putting things off and putting mm-hmm. things off, then that's when you know that you have a problem. Exactly. And that's when you might need to wake up an hour early. And then you'll start noticing
0: like, hey, I actually get more done and I have more free time. And then your house is clean. Your room is clean. Right. Like your let's say your castle, your kingdom mm-hmm. is clean and then you start having more free time, you start having more clarity, you start having like you see your house that is clean, and everything, so you feel more in peace with yourself. Right. So taking care of those things, taking responsibility for those things is what keeps your mind more clear. Because I notice whenever I don't clean my room and I have these clothes everywhere, I feel clogged up in my my mind. But whenever my room is clean and I can open the door and I you see a fucking clean room. It was like, oof.
1: it feels way better. Yeah. You're not as overwhelmed. I hate walking into the, dude, I, I love my kid, but I hate having a fucking one-year-old No, because anytime he goes into a room, it only takes a minute yeah. and Blue he's story. destroyed the entire room and I'm like trying to pick up while he's doing it. And he's like, Oh, this is a game. I'm going to take it back out <laughs> of the box <laughs> and shit. And it's just like, Oh my God. Cause as soon as I come home, I'm just like overwhelmed yeah. by the fact that the house is dirty already. And then I clean it, and then he does it again, and I clean it and he does it again. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and so I basically have to wait until he goes to sleep, and then clean the entire house. And then it's just like an everyday thing because, mm-hmm. oh, dude, so. And that's the thing, like, uh, like it fucking racks my nerves, dude. Yeah,
0: I know. I understand? I see. Uh, I see that stuff with my sister when I go visit my my yeah. sister, and I see my nephews. She has a beautiful home, you know, brand new home, beautiful home. And it can be clean whenever I get there, but as soon as I get there, my cousin, my, my cousins, my nephews are like, "Want to play? Right? Teo, want to play? Let's go play. Blocks? Yeah, let's bring the blocks. <laughs> and then my nephews bring the blocks, and they just open the bag, and it's like, yeah. And that's why they get so in trouble whenever you don't put your shit away. And that's what I'm like. And my responsibility as an adult, as an yeah. the uncle, is like, okay, guys, we'll stop playing. Now let's pick up the stuff. Right.
1: Okay. Because and if you're
0: moving from one thing to another, hey, let's put this up. And yeah. Then we can go to the next, can the next thing. thing. Yeah. That, so that's an important thing. That's teaching responsibility. It's an to important the kids, thing to teach. You know, like, yeah. Because I know, and this is something that I figure is just like, you don't know who is looking at yeah. you. Okay. And it's really important. And that's self responsibility. Exactly. Thing too. Because, like, my mom has told me things that my nephews do. And it amazes me because, again, I'm taking responsibility of myself, and I'm going to talk about this uh, today. So, uh, I realized, I talked to a therapist this week, and I realized that I don't have uh, compassion for myself. My standards are so high for myself that I don't have compassion for myself. So, I beat up on myself a lot. And as I beat up on myself a lot, whenever people tell me that they're proud about what I'm doing, that they feel like I should be that I should feel good about myself and all these things. I don't in my brain is just like it doesn't click. So I have to be more compassionate for myself to know that what I'm doing is good, that my life is going through, is going in a good path. Everything is great. And when it comes to my nephews, my mom, because I love milk. I love to drink milk, dude. Like if I could drink milk instead of water, I will do that shit. I like milk, too. And my nephew, Carlos, is the same way. He drinks milk. And this is a cool thing, man. So my nephew, Carlos, he has the same frame as me, body frame. He's big and stocky. My nephew, Liam, is just lanky and skinny. So my brother's frame. So that's how we have, like, the comparison. So Liam is like my brother. Carlos is like me. Okay. So Carlos is like, Grandma, can I get some milk so it can be big? As my, he calls me Tio. Tio is uncle in Spanish. So it's like, so I can be as big as t- like Tio. And then he flexes his muscles and he's just like <laughs> doing all these things. And like, oh, I'm big. And like, I'm right. big like Tio. And like, I'm big. It makes me feel good because he, he looks at my, uh, at me as a role model, even in his like little mind, right. you know? And at the same time, I know that's a responsibility that I have to take because mm-hmm. he's going to grow up. And he has to see that I'm successful. Right. And that he can be successful, too, with my example.
1: Right. So, But also to know that
0: he measures his own form of success. Exactly. Like, he doesn't have to be successful. Right. Like, I'm successful in what I want to do. Right. He has to be successful. He has to use me as an example of somebody that went through a lot of adversity
2: mm-hmm.
0: and was successful. And now he's going to have an easier life because now there's people that actually care about him and like, like me. I really care about him and I'm going to be there for him. And he has to be successful in his own endeavor, whatever it is. You know, this legacy that I want to leave is for your kid, my my kids in the future, my nephews. Like this is a legacy that I want to leave for the people in the future. I hope my nephews can continue with it. Or if I have kids, I hope my (laughs) kids can continue with it. I hope your kid can continue with this. Or at least they can take something and make something else. Right? So that's the responsibility I'm taking on myself to make myself something in my endeavor so other people can see that they can do it too. Because if it's possible for me, it's possible for everybody. But it comes with self responsibility. Yep. Knowing yourself and knowing your bullshit and getting over your bullshit. Stop procrastinating. Stop putting excuses. Stop saying tomorrow. And I'm not saying don't take rest. If there is a day that you feel like shit, take the day off. Okay? But pick up the next day.
1: So, we're coming up on an hour. Okay. Already. Which is fine. But... Um, I mean, this is a lengthy. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, it's lengthy, but it's also, at the same time, it's kind of, I don't want to say, like, an easy topic. Oh, no. But it's, like, it's something that just is, like, it is it's it is kind of plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's several different ways that you can go about things, but it all comes back to, like, the same. Actionables and the stuff. The same, like, actionables mm-hmm. and stuff. <clears throat>
0: So, do you have any actionable? And so, I've got.
1: Because that's your
0: niche, bro. Actionable.
1: Yeah. I found. Let's see. Nine things here. Okay. Nine things. Nine things. Right? These are just nine different ways. That's a lot. It's not like nine steps or anything. Like, you don't have to go through nine steps. It's just like nine different ways right and I'm tired. and you and i'm <laughs> tired and you kind of like depending on the situation you can pick and choose which one which way goes with mm-hmm. your situation right yeah so the first one which is going to be the first one on any single list that you ever come across okay it is own your thoughts feelings words and actions okay which Again, that's what self-responsibility is, but, but like, I guess to just kind of, like, simply expand upon that, it would be, like, say you get in a fight with your mom and you say something like, I wish you weren't my mom or you're being a bitch or, you know, something. Like, you get in, like, a real heated argument and you say something and, you're, and then, like, you go back to your room or you get off the phone, you know, whatever your situation may be, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's whenever you have to take responsibility to calm down. Allow her to calm down. So, like, give it an hour and then be like, hey, I didn't mean to say that. You know, like, this was blown out of proportion. Like, I apologize. You know, like, that's whenever you got to, like, take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you can't just take responsibility and move on from something. If it's somebody that's close to you. You gotta show them that you're being responsible and tell them like, hey, you know, I, I, I apologize, like that wasn't that wasn't the right thing to do, I reacted badly. And then it's your self-responsibility from then on out to recognize that the that the next situation is going the same way, and you need to remove yourself from that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And say like, Hey, this is kind of going the same way as last time. It's not gonna be productive. We both need to get to go chill out. You know, let's let's talk about this later when we've calmed down, you know. So not only self responsibility in the moment, but also being responsible to see the pattern.
0: And now you mentioned that. And so let's say having an issue with someone. Is it better to take responsibility for yourself? Or wait till the other person takes responsibility for their actions?
1: Like if you reacted to something badly, maybe?
0: Let's say like if me and you get in a discussion, Uh okay? And it gets heated. I know, myself, I will be responsible enough. To have a conversation and say, like, listen, Sean, like, you know, let's just take time and then we will get back together to this. We both have hit it. I'm just gonna need to deal with my own shit before we continue with this. I need to, like, uh, I need to think about what you told me. Right. Or if I say something, tell me. But, but let's say, like, if we didn't have that awareness. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, fuck that guy. Fuck Sean. And he better fucking uh, understand and come back and say sorry. Right. Do you think it's better just to be like, okay, like, you know what? Let's step. You go your, you go your way. I'm going my way. Think about it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I fuck up. I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to talk to him. Even if he doesn't want to talk, I'm going to just talk to him. I mean like listen man I fucked up I'm sorry blah 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 you think that's better or is it better to wait for the other person to say something I think it's better to just say it right cause if you're feeling it then you need to say it and if that person matters to you <coughs> of course because if it's somebody that doesn't matter to I me, mean, what's the right. fucking point
1: I mean like if it's some random person on the street and you're not gonna see him again you know it's whatever and, and if you do see him again then you can say yeah. it yeah but it's like most of these moments are going to happen with people you care about. Yeah. And that's just that's just how it is cuz like if you're like us and you've only got like five or six people you talk to on a weekly basis, then it's like those things are going to happen with those people. And what I
0: was going with this is like don't wait till like the like the relationships to get destroyed. Right. If you have control of it, take control, right? Because things like that can destroy Really good relationships. Yeah. So take responsibility. Out of take shit that just gets
1: blown out of the water and then 20 years later you talk again and you're like, what did we even stop being friends for? Yeah. And then nobody remembers. Yeah. I mean, it didn't <laughs> fucking matter. Like, shit happens like that all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So the second one, stop blaming others. Okay? Mm-hmm. And again, this is all just taking responsibility. It, mm-hmm. It's nothing crazy, but like, instead of Instead of saying, hey, Eddie, you, you said something that pissed me off, and that's why I told you to go fuck yourself. Then I need to know inside that you said something that triggered me, mm-hmm. or you said something that upset me, and I reacted badly. Yep. Instead of doing number four on this list, which is refuse to take anything personal. Which means, like, if you say so, if you're in a bad mood and you say something to me, and I tell you to go fuck yourself, first of all, I reacted badly. Second of all, I should have just not taken that. I should have just not taken what you said personal because I knew that you were in a bad mood, mm-hmm. and I knew that you didn't mean it, and you were just projecting right. how you were feeling at the time, which is it still happens. not not a good not a good thing for you to do. No, but you still have to be aware of things like that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you get pissed off and you say something to somebody and you know that, you're going to apologize for it. And if the other person is still pissed off about it, they took it personally whenever they shouldn't. They should. It's a tricky subject. Yeah. Because, like, on one point, you're like, I thought we were good friends. You're not supposed to talk to me like that. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, you're juggling six different things at one time. I caught you in the middle of something and... You reacted you, you
0: some kind of, kind of way, reacted yeah.
1: some kind of way, and it's just like shit happens, dude. Like, we all have our points where we just kind of like
0: blow up. But being responsible about yourself is what gives you the compassion and the understanding, right? To know that maybe that person is going through something else. Yeah. So even if you let's say like even if I call you and you're like you know what I like fuck off right now I don't want to talk, then I can be like okay this is not regular Sean. Yeah. Something is going on. Right. So I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm not going to take this personal because I know yeah. later you're going to be like, hey, man, sorry I said you fuck off. and yeah. But that's me being aware, yeah. me being responsible about myself, not taking any anything personal right. and not any, any hate. So that's where I think it makes, even a, even in hard conversations, because yeah. there's going to be hard conversations, even at that point it's easier to take criticism yeah. or take, okay, he called me to fuck off my, okay, whatever. I'll yeah. call him here later. I mean, or, like,
1: I work with the same, like, Eight people on a daily basis. It's just eight guys at my work. Like, that's it. Like, and we all just... Sometimes we get under each other's skin, you know? Like, we just joke around with each other, make fun of each other. Like, just normal guy shit. And it's like, you know, sometimes somebody's in a bad mood and somebody says something that pisses them off. And I'm easily one of those people. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Especially driving a forklift, which I fucking hate doing. I absolutely cannot stand it. It fucking just—it gets under my skin just being on a forklift. Like I just hate it so much. And like, I'm grateful for it, but i, I really do hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but careful, be careful how I, careful how I word that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for it, but I really do not like being on a forklift. Don't <laughs> fire No, 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 no. And, um, so it's like if somebody says something and you're just like in a bad mood or whatever and you, you don't mean to take it personally, but you do, even though that's the normal thing. You're just joking around. It's like, oh, he's in a bad mood. Like I just, I'll let him, I'll let him chill. I'll let him chill out for a while, you know, whatever. And then, you know, cause it's like, you know, how
0: people, how people are whenever and sometimes they're being people normal, will let you know, you know, sometimes people will let you know when I'm in a bad mood and I'm right. Like,
1: Everybody knows that if I'm in a bad mood, I'm not talking. Yeah. Cause I don't like talking If I'm in a bad mood I don't want to talk
0: I know Sometimes I don't listen from you And I don't hear from you It's like oh, I guess he's fucking pissed off Or something Whatever No Fuck that. Not guy. lately Lately
1: Lately it's been I've been fucking getting Destroyed at work I know So Which I, ha- I haven't a- work For a white guy it's nothing for a Mexican <laughs> Well I wasn't stacking bricks Or anything But <laughs> there, there were There were a couple days I didn't get any lunch breaks Or anything like that I, I didn't eat all day oh I'm sorry. It's, it's the privilege. It's the privilege. Yeah. I'm, I'm used guy. to having meals every three hours Aww. like a king. Aww. Sorry, like a white king. Aww.
0: <laughs> See, we're Mexicans. We don't get fucking crazy <laughs> and We don't fucking complain.
1: That's such bullshit. You fucking go up to any construction site and everybody's eating burritos and shit. Yeah, if they're working fucking like... Or <laughs> they're eating like a bag of shit. They got like one... They got like a... Instead of having like screws in their little fucking knapsack <laughs> on their side, they got <laughs> chips and
0: salsa and shit. <laughs>
1: you pull up and they're like what's up <laughs> and they're sitting on top of a fucking house putting an A-frame on and shit and they're just like eating shit. fucking Jose you pull out some fucking chips and tortilla what the fuck you got over
0: there what up, bro <laughs> Maria sent it Maria sent my, it my, my, my wife man Mi hijo, <laughs> come here mijo
1: Yeah, we don't do that yeah. we just like we like to sit down and eat
0: yeah cause you got the privilege yeah it's
1: true alright <laughs> So that's uh, on your thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. Stop blaming people. Refuse to take anything personal. The next one is stop complaining. Like I said, I don't like being on the forklift. I know that I don't like it because it's challenging for me because I'm not used to it. I'm brand new to it. I've never been through any training. I just, I had to get on there and start doing it. So I'm still kind of learning my, don't call OSHA. Don't call OSHA. (laughs) You You have an operator license? nice four hours of training in and your and you're OSHA certified huh that's all it takes uh, uh,
0: this is my uh, privilege <laughs> <laughs> shit that's your Mexican privilege that's my card Mexican pri- no no what makes me Mexican and privileged bro is this don't have a green card oh nice that's no.
1: the that's the equivalent so even if you didn't have a house that's like the equivalent of having uh, the crosses 20 crosses on your
0: wall <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you can tell your friend. (laughs) Anyway. And who gave it to me? Anyway. Your mom did. She better, dude, I can't believe she said that. She knows that she can say that.
1: All right, so the next, so like I was saying, even though I don't like working on the forklift, I know why I don't like working on a forklift. But at the same time, I also try to embrace it because it is a challenge, and I know that I'm gonna be in this position for a couple of years at least, and so I need to like learn how to get better at it and just like let it fly. Like, You're getting those stacks, bro. You know what I mean. And the third reason why is because I'm getting a lot more money for it, so it's a good thing.
0: Yeah,
1: I still don't like it, but I can get over it. You know, like I said, I can certify you, bro. Like I said, right? Like I said, the morning before, the morning before I got got my. My bonus at work. I was fucking super pissed off. I was on my forklift, I was cussing it out. God damn it, son of a fucking bitch! Are you fucking kidding me? Just sitting out there, just fucking screaming and shit. Fucking almost dropping everything. I'm picking up and all that. And then he was like, "Hey, the boss wants to talk to him." I'm like, fucking great. Now what? And then he was like, "Hey, I'm giving you this much money." And he's like, "Where's that lift at?" Go- <laughs> now you're cleaning it. Yeah. no, no, I'm-, I'm like, I'm-, I'm gonna go wax that bitch. You know. I'm- I'm gonna go check the oil on it. I'm gonna go, you know what I mean. I love you. I'm gonna go wash it down. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go put wax all over it. Fuck Me and clean, you together, baby. Clean the tires. Together, put some armor on it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I fucking love that. Lift, you know what I mean. Put a sun system in. So it's just like having to remind myself, you know, How about the stacks. Yeah. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. The fifth one is make yourself happy, knowing that. You're responsible for your unhappiness is also taking self-responsibility, right? (laughs) Number six, live in the present moment. Stop thinking about what happened yesterday. What happened, happened. If you got some shit to apologize for, apologize for it. But today's a new day and you have a chance to make a new tomorrow by making today good.
0: Now, let's let's be clear on that. That doesn't mean... That you can just do whatever the fuck you want on that day, and don't be responsible for what happened. No, if no something no. that you didn't have control of happened, and it made you feel a type of way, and you have to move on, move on. Right. But if something that you did caused trouble, take responsibility of that trouble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. But okay. it's
1: like if if you if you've already taken those steps, if you've already done that, and like you put the ball on somebody else's court then it's like you don't have any other choice now. Like you, you've got to keep going because it's that other person's time to reflect and know whether or not that they're gonna forgive you or whatever, the, whatever it may be. You yep. Mm-hmm. Number seven: use the power of intention. Ooh. We've been talking about this from day fucking one, yeah. right? Intentionally Intentions. doing things. You know that if you say something to a coworker, it's gonna piss them off. You, you know how to get under your spouse's skin. You know how to do all this shit, right? I know my woman does. She knows exactly how to get under my fucking skin. Just a couple words. You know what I mean? You're a bitch. Just a couple words. Not her, you. And it's just just like, damn. All right. Now I'm pissed. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, use the power of intention by knowing before you do something why you're going to say it, and if it's worth it to say <laughs> it. <Right? laughs>
0: no, how to pick your fucking fight. No, sometimes at work there's
1: some things that I want to say. I want to tell somebody to go to Everyone's go, f- to go uh, find a glacier and shove it up their fucking asshole wow. and, you know, die. But wow. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm also like, no, I'm just pissed off. I'll be <laughs> fine. You know, I'm not, not going to tell it them. Or it's like, don't die in a car accident or do, you know, it's like, I cut the brake lines, but <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, use the power of attention. Number eight, feel calm and confident. Feeling calm is something that we kind of talked about. Stoicism. Yeah. Stoicism. Stoic, stoicism. <laughs> stoicism. <Yeah>. Stoicism. <laughs> Being calm, knowing that. If somebody else is pissed off, it's not your problem. They've got something else going on. Be cal- be calm about that, and be confident that you can go through the day without worrying about that, and just you know, mm-hmm. kind of let it roll off. It's not it's not your problem unless you did do something, obviously. But if you didn't do anything, then you know you didn't do anything, and you just you just got to keep rolling. Number nine, which is an important one, in my opinion: look for the good in people. I think it's important that you don't look at people for their negative attributes, because I think which even you've talked about this, like with your dad and stuff like that, like personal relationships with people that there, you could look at a lot of negative things. Like my dad was an addict most of my life. Right. I mean, he's still addicted to some things now, maybe not drugs or whatever anymore, but it's like one form or another of addiction. Like, like, It's just manifesting, you know, and it's like, well, there's also a lot of things that I can still learn and I have learned from my dad. Like he has a great work ethic, even if he was an alcoholic, he has a great work ethic, even if, you know, he actually, as much as he doesn't, he, as much as he didn't take care of himself for 30, 40 years, he always took care of other people. He goes out of his way to make new friends and help them however they can. And like, so there's a lot of things that you can learn from other people or be grateful for. in other people, even if they have their shortcomings. Yep. Right. Cause I mean, I'm not fucking perfect, but I mean, I could probably
0: teach somebody something. And that's a, uh, that's a, that's a good thing that you mentioned that because it comes <clears throat> with forgiveness. Yeah. And yeah. forgiveness is not about forgiving the person that caused you trauma or trouble. It's about, Letting that load or the pain go so you can be free. Because that's the same thing that with my dad, like, even though he was narcissistic as fuck and, and everything and he really, like, messed up my mental health, I still, I, I don't hate him no more. Yeah. Like, I love my dad. Like You, know? you had to realize that he did teach you something. So. Yeah. Like his work ethic, dude, my yeah. dad works like a fucking ant. Like yeah. that work like that Mexican work ethic, my dad fucking has it, dude. He works seven fucking days a week. Yeah. Non stop. And he I know he gets tired, but as soon as he goes to sleep, he relaxes and then next day he's just looking for something to do and he's like what like 56, 57 years old? Yeah. And he's like a fucking working machine. Yeah, looks so good too. No? He looks good. But like that work ethic and, and stuff and even even though like the way of him showing love was more like a a materialistic way and kind of like the feelings like there's a lot that I respect about my dad too you know there's a lot of things that I respect about him and yeah I mean he messed me up and this and that and blah 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 but at the end of the day it's just like am I gonna let that pain destroy my relationship with him now or am I gonna build a relationship with him now right and know that I won't do that to my kids because right. at some point in my life, dude, I didn't even want to have kids. And that, and that's the same the same thing of of living in the present moment. Exactly. Because
1: that's knowing thing. That, that shit happened, you guys have had your differences with it, you guys have talked about everything, like you've gone to therapy over it, like if you rehash that again today, nothing else comes out of that. You've you've done all that work. Why bring it up again when you have today? And, like, he under- he knows where you came from, even if he may not show it or whatever. And, like, you know where he came from. And it's just, like, now you both kind of got to accept that and realize that there's just a different relationship that you can
0: have. And that's the thing that being responsible about myself and taking responsibility of my traumas gave right. me gave me a new notion of compassion for my dad. Right. Because you can be bitter. Because he, yeah. I, can't, dude, I, I was, can be bitter as fuck. I didn't talk to my dad for, like, a year. I wish I didn't talk to my dad. Because this is one thing that... And and it's easy
1: for me because I don't really see my dad often. I see him probably two or three times a year. And
0: I have this conversation with one of my cousins. Uh, My uncle passed away when he was a kid. Yeah. And my cousin was like, well, at least you have your dad. And I told my cousin, okay, what's the point of having a dad when he's fucking destroying you? Right. I'd rather not have it. Because I know he's not there. And I know he loved me. But what is the point of having a dad that is destroying you, that doesn't love you, that right. doesn't like you, that doesn't care for you? So who's, 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 who's right, who's wrong? I don't know. I didn't experience not having a dad. I have my own experience. Right. My cousin has his own experience. We cannot compare because <laughs> there are different experiences. Which one is better, which one is worse? I don't know. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. All I know is what happened with me. Right. And I have compassion for my cousin because, again, I took responsibility for myself. So I have compassion to say, I know you have your own traumas. As much as I have compassion for my dad, knowing that my grandpa was a fucking asshole too. Right. And there's a lot of different things that happen and my dad's upbringing <laughs> that made my dad who he is. Mm-hmm. You know? I can't blame my mom for choosing my dad. But if my mom didn't choose my dad, I wouldn't be fucking here. Right. So I can put the blame on a lot of people, right? I choose not to. I choose not to the blame day, my mom. It's like if you keep
1: bringing it up and bringing it up, what's that doing? Exactly. What What's it fixing? Nothing. It's not going to fix anything. You so just keep starting fights. And I starting rather start start fights. I would rather
0: go to IHOP on the weekends with my dad, have lunch, yeah. have a good time when he's here. I would like to have a good time with my dad, talk to him, like whatever. <laughs> I work with him too, so. Have a good time, even though sometimes he pisses me off or he wants to do something that is not possible. And I still need to understand that, hey, listen, we're not going to do this shit. We're going to do it this way. Or His way is better. Okay, we do it your way. But at the end of the day, I chose because this is the thing that I uh, I realized. My dad is not getting younger. Exactly. He's going to die soon. I just had a 20-minute conversation. With I him. mean, I I'm not saying you. that he's going to die soon. No. <laughs> I don't know when this going to happen. I just don't know when it's gonna happen. But whenever it happens, it's important for you to have good memories. I wanna I wanna have my mind clear and knowing Yeah. That I had a good relationship with my dad.
1: Yeah. And that's that's a self responsibility exactly. of yours. Cause you know that if if you guys got in all these fights, you guys never made up, you guys never had any peace whatsoever, you guys didn't have these Sunday brunches, you didn't work together and have good times and shit like that and it's like if you didn't have any of that all you would have is that
0: bitterness left exactly so to me it's just like I'd rather not I had that relationship at this point in my life maybe because it happens when I see dads with their kids and the dad is like oh bravo or like I love you it hurts me Yeah. it still hurts me that's what I'm saying like taking responsibility and, and going to therapy and stuff doesn't mean that it's not going to trigger you, but you know how to handle it. Then mm-hmm. you got a better understanding. Yep. So it still hurts me. I still feel sad. I still wish my dad was like that right. when I was younger. But I don't victimize myself. Right. And I'm at the same like,
1: time, I'm sure you look at those kids and you're like... I'm happy that, I'm that that's I'm happy that on. they have Yeah, that. I'm happy that you have that. Like, me and my brothers... See, my brother's, I think, uh, 14. So we're... I mean, he's half my age. Yeah. Like... I was, like, 13 or 14 when my stepmom got pregnant. Like, I don't have, like, a super good relationship with my brothers because we're so far apart in age, and not only that, but they live two and a half hours away. They're half at my dad's house, half half at my stepmom's house, and it's, like, I I don't ever see them. Like, if I go down there, they might be there. If I go down there, they might not be there. And, like, so I probably see them two or three times a year just like my dad, like, Mm -hmm. He's either working or he's not. He's usually working. And like they have a completely different relationship with him than I did. Like, Not that my dad wasn't ever there for me but he was at the height of his alcoholism. He was working at a bar which made it worse. Working in a bar, Mm -hmm. he worked nights. Yeah. So like during the daytime whenever I would go down there, it's like I would hang out with my friend and I'm talking like seven eight nine years old and we would literally like walk around town like by ourselves like steal shit because we didn't have any money mm-hmm. so it was like you know like we steal food or i steal five bucks out of my dad's wallet and go buy pizza or something like that you know like yeah i had to do something yeah you know so it was like you know and like i'm not saying i had the worst childhood ever but it was just like there was a lot of things that It's challenging that I I felt like he could have done better, done better with like in a lot, a lot to do with like his 12 step recovery, stuff like that. Like, I feel like I didn't even get any of that attention. You know what I mean? Like he just, I don't know if he felt like he was too embarrassed to say something to me about it or if he like genuinely felt like he did everything that he possibly could. And like, he couldn't have done anything more. And so like, I wasn't on that list and it's like, we've never talked about it, but it's like, at the same time, I was like, well, that's not a fault of mine.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I, in as much as I would like to believe that I'm owed some sort of words about it, it's like, it's, it's not, that's not my responsibility to worry about. Like, that's a responsibility for him to worry about on his deathbed. What If he said everything he needed to say. If he mended everything he needed to mend. Like, that's Mm -hmm. that's not on my plate. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to absorb that responsibility.
0: And you still have to forgive, dude. You still still have to forgive that.
1: And so, like, I forgave and then he got into drugs. And this is... 2018, 2019. So, like, kind of recently. And it's like... You know, like, um, not to put, like, too much stuff out there, but, like, he got a bunch of stuff stolen from my grandma's house. And um, my grandma's, like, my person. She raised Mm -hmm. me, you know. Like, I I hated him so much I wanted to fucking kill him. Like, it still upsets me, you know, because, like, that's my grandma, like... Oh, like he's over 40. He's lived in her house for like 10 years now because he can't get like a good enough job to support himself and my brothers being single now like divorced and all that. Like, like no matter how many jobs he gets, like he can't get on his own feet and like get out of the house, you know, and that's none of my business here or there. But it's like, like she's that good to him. And like that upset me because I'm like, that's my person. Like, you don't fuck with that. And so it was like, every time I would go see her, I'm like, I pray to God he's not around. Because all I want to do is fucking pummel him. Like, that's it. And, like, I lived with that for so long. For, like, an entire year, I didn't talk to him at all. It was, like, if he tried to say something, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, bye. Like, that was it. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just, like, started wearing on me so much. and like. Even my grandma got to the point where she was like, you got to let this go. And I'm like, how can you say that? And then it just, like, kind of made me realize, like, if she can say that and be like, you need to let this go, then it's like, I need to let this go. If you can let this go and you're the one who did this and you know how good you are to him and you did all these things and, like, you were betrayed, like, then I can too. Mm-hmm. Like, because I it's not even my situation. Nope. But at the same time, it's like
0: I'm just being protective and, mm-hmm. you know. Which I understand it because, like, my dad is still like, upsets my mom sometimes. And just like your mom is your person, my mom is my person. Yeah. So nobody fucks with my mom. So whenever my dad does shit and stuff, I'm just like, you fucking tickling my fucking buttons. You better fucking stop. Yeah. But then I'm like, <clears throat> no, because if, has, has, if my mom can control the situation, then I just need to. Unless he's really being abusive or something, or something really fucked up happens, then I'm gonna react. Yeah, but I don't think I will react to the point that I will be uh, violent. I will really tell totally him <laughs> I used to fuck off, like, please, yeah, just leave. But. Uh, it's not a responsibility, dude. It's not. It's not a. We don't have to take those things too hard because, again, they went to fucked up shit too. Your dad, my dad, yeah. they went to their own shit. And they, I should say, like, he's not on drugs anymore. No, no, that's fine. And he
1: he completely made up for stuff being stolen. Like he went to the pawn shops that these people took stuff to, bought everything back, and. Like spent all of his money on everything, like bought them new stuff, bought them a new TV, like genuinely felt bad about it. Hasn't done and to th- my knowledge, like hasn't done drugs since. Like he's he dude, he's gained so much weight after after getting clean and everything. And the
0: thing about the twelve step program, dude, something <laughs> that I just want to tell you is I like, don't take it personal. Right. Really don't. Like don't. Yeah. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, dude, because like he knows who you are. He loves you. I know he does.
1: Yeah, I know that too. I don't. And I don't take things anymore.
0: And the thing is, like sometimes they just don't understand. They don't know. They just don't know how to express that, or maybe, they can or express maybe that. he didn't know how much it affected exactly. Me. So because that's something with my dad that happened that him and my sister and my brother they can have like good conversations and shit, and and me and him still struggle sometimes. Yeah, but it's just like he doesn't know how to. Yeah. talk to me or I don't know how to talk to him and that doesn't mean that he loved me less yeah it's just like I'm the older I'm the oldest so there's always going to be that rocky relationship I uh, don't you're the oldest yeah so that's going to be something so Out of seven, it's like it's kind of like we're the it's kind of like we're the we're the fucking experiment so they're going to fuck up with yeah, us yeah of course yeah and then the younger ones, they're gonna get a better version of. Especially a mom since all and a dad. of my, pretty much all of my
1: siblings are like way younger than me. There like you go. My sister is uh, almost six years younger than me. My oldest little sister is like so we're like six years apart. And then my mom only had three girls. My dad had three boys. And whenever it comes
0: to like, uh, whenever it comes to like talking about your siblings and creating that relationship, like don't force anything. And right. I tell you this, I don't force anything because like I didn't force my relationships because like my relationship with my brother and my sister, they were really fucking rocky. Whenever we leave all together, yeah, um, my dad was doing the shit that he was doing. Like I have, uh, I have anger against against my sister. I have anger against my brother, but it was just because of what we were living, like the toxic thing that was going on around the house, right. Uh, and then, of course, my depression and just me not feeling good about myself didn't help. I know that was something that was uh, a toll, took a toll on my brother and sister too. Uh, but now that I'm now that I'm in a better place mentally, now that I'm doing this, I know they're I know they're proud about me. I know they they really care about me. I know they love me, and I do love them and care about them. Too, but I don't force that. I allow the situations to happen and then we can have, I can hug my sister now, something that I couldn't do before. Okay. And I can actually hug her and tell her that if she needs something, she can <laughs> count on me. I can do the same thing with my brother. And this is the funny part of it because I we went, uh, we went out, we went to have dinner after work to a bar with my brother and I was like, I don't feel, like I don't feel good in this place on a Tuesday in a fucking bar. But I was like, I'd rather be at the gym. But then I was like, I'm with my brother. (laughs) Like, do you rather be alone in the gym or with your brother? I'd rather be with my brother. Right. And then we had some drinks. And then another friend of him came in and we started having drinks. And one of the things that uh, healed a lot of stuff for myself is, like, my brother told me how proud he was about me. Like, everything that I'm doing and all the things. Right, And it made me feel great because I always wanted to be a role model for my brother, something that he could look up to and something that he can like feel that he knows he can count on me. And when he said all that is it like, he it healed a lot of stuff on myself. And again, having compassion with myself and stuff, it's working because like now I see that I, I do have good things to offer. Right. I just need to understand, like I just need to, it's like the uh, the uh, the movie, The Matrix, when Morpheus tells Neo, don't think you are, know you are. So I'm working on that. That's taking responsibility of myself of being knowing who I am. Right. And taking responsibility of that and taking that as service to other people. You know? So with that being said, it's just like. We all go through shit, dude. We all face adversity, you know. I can't say that my my childhood was the worst because it wasn't, you know. Yeah. I thank God that it wasn't. I had my challenges, and, of course, their bringing was fucked up and shit. But yeah. I see your situation, and I'm just like, it wasn't as, as bad as that. And I know there are people that had really worse situations, and right. they came up <laughs> good. And it's just like, it's not who's... Right or wrong, who's worse of who's good, like it doesn't matter. Don't compare and that's the other thing, like taking responsibility of yourself is stuff comparing yourself to others. Right. I think it's important to see that other people acknowledge.
1: have it acknowledge that other people have it worse and like you could've had it had it way worse than that. Like you you could have like not had a mattress and mm-hmm. had to like sleep on the floor yeah. or like your parents could have left you in a crate. And mm-hmm. you could have shit all over yourself, like you see on the news all the time with yeah. these fucking crackheads that have kids and stuff. Like, you could you could have that life, and I in it. I'm not saying that like you it dismisses your feelings. No, I'm saying like it should make you feel grateful. More grateful, exactly. It should make mm-hmm. you feel more grateful and be like, well, at least my parents actually tried a little bit to like put a roof over my head, or they like they always kept food in my belly, like. Yeah. I always had shoes to walk in. Like I always had pants, even if I only had one pair. Like least I, I, I still had the bare minimum of things that I needed, mm-hmm. and like we made it out. Okay, you know,
0: like it's so, something you should be grateful about. And again, it's t- it's, it's taking responsibility for yourself because you're acknowledging, just like I'm acknowledging your situation, and I'm just like, okay, it yeah. wasn't as bad as that, right? But that doesn't dismiss my responsibility of my own feelings. Yeah, knowing that they're valid, but taking taking like okay. You know, there's people that had it worst, yeah, they still came up. But not comparing yourself, you just acknowledging (laughs) that you can be grateful for something. And like you said, like look for the good in in people and look for the good in situations. So there's um,
1: there's there's this crazy book that I think everybody should read. It is called The Eagle and the Dragon. A story of strength and reinvention. It's by Chris Duffin. He's one of the strongest men in the entire world. Okay. He was... man. The way that he grew up was absolutely insane. I mean, they... This was the 80s. I'm I'm not talking about, like, the fucking 10s and 20s and 30s. Like, in the 80s, they were living in, like, log cabins with, like, no AC, no running water, no heaters, like, none of this stuff. Like, sleeping on bare floors and, like, hunting their own food on private land. Like, not their own land. Like, they were Mm -hmm. literally, like, settlers. But they were in the 1980s. Like, they were this poor. And, like, now he's, I mean, this this life that he's built himself and his kids and his wife and everything, like, it's insane. But a lot of times you see these really successful people like him that, like, go through these unimaginable crazy things and they come out way better for it because it gave them, like, the mental fortitude mm-hmm. to, like, get through literally anything they're like oh this isn't as bad as sleeping on a hardwood floor that has a splinter in my back the whole day like this isn't as bad as that i can Mm -hmm. do that you know what i mean and it's like man i i I think anybody and everybody that that needs a new perspective on life should read it even if they don't give a fuck about weightlifting you don't have to it's literally just
0: like an autobiography of his. and it's just like they said, like the, the best teachers in your life is a broken heart being broken, being broke, uh, being hungry—well, basically, when there is there is necessity, like yeah. necessity, fucking like makes you do shit that you didn't think you will be able to do.
1: Yeah, it's it builds you. Yeah, it builds who you are. And if if you let it, if you let it, mm-hmm. if you let it build you, it'll build you. Meaning, that, meaning if you take lessons and you understand lessons and you understand how to make your life better from those lessons, then it builds you.
0: So, Sean we gave, uh, we got a good perspective of what self-responsibility is. We gave our own perspectives. We uh, talk about ourselves. You gave the actionables. Now I want you to give us a motivational speech. Always with the motivational speech. Because huh? I know you got it right now. And I'm going to film you. I got it? Yep. Yeah.
1: Why do I always have a
0: motivational speech? I'm going to give mine, dude. Huh? I'm going to give mine, too. Your own? Yeah, but I want you right now. I mean, that's only really bad. You want <laughs> it right now? Yeah? You want it right now? But, okay. Hey. Listen, man.
1: If you want to be great... If you want to find success, whatever that meaning of success means to you in life. If you want to be an influence for the generation coming up, for the generation surrounding you, for anybody surrounding you, you have to be a good role model. And in order to do that, you have to take self-responsibility. And that means you have to take responsibility for your own actions, your own words, and your own reactions to other people's words. And you have to have empathy and understand that if somebody says something to you, that maybe they don't actually mean that. Maybe that just means that they're projecting what is going on in their life. And maybe they just need somebody to shake their hand, give them a hug, ask how they're doing, and just fucking do it. We need more good people. I'm not saying that there's everybody's bad, because I do inherently believe that people are good. And 90% of America is not filled with all this bullshit fucking hate that you see on TV. But I'm saying we need more people who reach out to other people so these men stop killing themselves, so these people can take responsibility for their own fucking actions and stop hurting people. Nobody else is responsible for your fucking shit. It's your life. Take responsibility for it. If you're not where you want to be, that is on you. It is not society's fault. That's what I got. Fucking
0: love it. And I just want to say, I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. It's just that I know that I have the power within myself to change my life. And it's my responsibility to change my life. It's your fucking responsibility to change your life. And you need to know that you have the power within yourself to do these things. It's in you. It's right there. But you need help and you need to find help so they know how to, because it's like a luck pick, you know, some people know how to do that. So you need to go with those people so they can show you how to unlock those things. But the power is within you. You just have to know who the right people is going to unlock those things from you. Reach for help, look for help, friends, family. If they can help you, look for a therapist. What I want you to understand and really put in your head is that the power is within you. You have something in you. You have the gift. You have everything in yourself. It's in there. You just have to work with it. You just have to uh, mold it. You just have to put the work in it. And being responsible on yourself is the fucking key to unlock that shit. Because, again, your choices, your consequences. Not me, not Sean, not your dad, not your mom. Whatever people did to you, it's already done. How you're going to react, what are you going to do, that's within your power. That's within your reach. That's within your responsibility. Stop complaining. And I'm not saying that to dismiss your feelings. Your feelings are valid. But complaining is not going to fucking solve anything. So take responsibility. Fuck the people that did anything bad to you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I say you just forget about them. Take responsibility of yourself. Make your amends. And most importantly, forgive yourself. Love yourself. And take care of yourself. And believe me, things are going to change. That's all I'm going to say. Things will change, baby. But you have to make the change. So, guys, anything else you want to add? That's all I got, man. I think it's been a good fucking episode, dude. It's a long one. But it's good.
1: We hardly have anything
0: to take out, and we're over an hour 40. But, dude, I fucking love it. I really fucking love it. They're They're getting getting longer. They're getting better. Yeah. I fucking love this one. Fuck you. So, Sean, all I want to say, man, is I really appreciate everything you've done for me in the past month. No, I'm serious, dude. I want to recognize you because I've been going through some of my shit, some of my stuff, and I'm taking responsibility of that shit. But I do want to say that I appreciate you. You have been a stone for me. You have, like, the rock that I can lean and fucking take a break. Hold on. Just, just, I got to stop you. I'm not a rock. I'm a boulder. Continue. Okay, you (laughs) boulder. You're the fucking boulder that I can rest in. So I appreciate you, man. And that's all it is.
1: Well, I appreciate you too, man, because you bring new perspective to things for me. So, I appreciate that.
0: So, guys, it's not good to tell your fellow man that you love them and how much you appreciate them. At least put your dick away before you say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. You guys need to stop doing this, man, because, like, <laughs> men need to know how valuable we are. And yeah. we need to start telling other men how valuable they are in our lives. Okay. So, let's stop that bullshit that is homosexual and gay like it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It's fucking. Even if it is, man, there, no problem with that. Who cares? I don't think okay? so. Man. If you love your fellow man, tell them. Yeah. Don't fucking wait till they kill themselves. Because that's happening. And I fucking hate that. Yeah. I really fucking hate that. So, if you have a chance or you know you've been thinking about one of your friends and somebody, reach out. Telling you love them. telling you need them. And tell them that life is better with them in it. With that, thank you guys. We appreciate your support. We appreciate how things are going. We are really looking forward for the next year. We have a lot of things coming up. Yeah. It's going to be fucking amazing. I just... Right now, my, my skin is getting chills. But uh, we fucking love this. We fucking love what we're doing. We wanna help more men and next year we're gonna come up with more programs, more stuff. It's just it's just gonna fucking good man. It's gonna yeah. be fucking good.
1: One thing at a time though. We're mastering this podcast thing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're you know doing what it. I,
0: you know what fucking make my like give me a lot of motivation, dude? What? When I saw Seth Ferozy and Bobby and they doing the Christmas party. The sledgies. The sledgies. Yep. Dude it just like I Can't wait to do shit like that. You know? I can't wait to have and when I say like people working for me I don't mean it in a bad way, but I'm like, I hope I can create jobs and I hope yeah. I can take care of people and people right. can feed their families and stuff. And I hope God give me the opportunity to make a party where I can appreciate each and every one of the workers and yeah. people that help us. And, and just, everybody's one big family getting exactly.
1: hammered and singing I mean, stupid Christmas carols and-, and-, yeah. and all that shit. just
0: like... I want that. And doing shots. Exactly. Fucking just... I want that. Hanging out like one big old family. So, that's the reason we're so hungry about this. That's the reason we're so passionate about this. And because we know the opportunities that we're going to create. And not only for us, for other people. And we love you guys. Uh, It's almost the end of the year. So, I hope... Don't feel bad because a year passed and you didn't do shit. Feel good about yourself. Because if you're listening to this right now and you're getting a new perspective about your life... Is day one, and you're going to start from today, and let's fucking go. If you guys have any questions, you guys want to talk to us, whatever it is, you can follow Sean at... At that motherfucker, Shanzi, At that MF, Shanzi You can follow me at underscore, not Eddie Garcia, underscore, again, underscore, not Eddie Garcia, underscore. Or you can follow the info at... And for greatness, just like that, it's easy. All right, guys. Well, this episode is gonna come up on Wednesday. Today yeah. is Sunday. We are gonna start. We're going this to is actually
1: gonna be the day after Christmas or the weekend, right? The weekend after Christmas, yeah. This is gonna be out on the, the 29th. So, this is, I guess, kind of like a new
0: year. So, we next one is gonna be about New Year resolutions, yeah. The next
1: one's gonna be New Year resolutions.
0: Well guys, we fucking love you. Take care of yourselves. Do something great today and each fucking day. Be proud of yourself whenever you go to sleep. I don't want to continue doing this because it's already long enough, but you guys get <laughs> the you guys get the memo. Yeah. All right? Love you guys. See you on the next one. Peace. pam, pam. Pam, pam, pam. Pam, pam. Pam, pam. Oh.